Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Garage Show. Uh, we're on episode 21 now. Oh my God. Uh, as per usual, yeah. and uh, this is Gaz. How's it going, mate? I'm good. You got that episode number straight off the bat then, didn't you? I did, yeah. I finally learned to count. Only took 21 goes. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, because like last week we managed to get out like four shows and it finished perfectly having like an half an hour long bitch at dinner time about <laughs> Batman versus Superman finished perfectly on the 20th show for that. So I was like, yeah, we actually look like we know what we're doing. <laughs> I really, yeah, I know. I kind of enjoyed the dinner time bitch about it. Yeah, it was good shit, that. <laughs> it was like getting something off my chest and then getting yeah, back into it. Like, like I said, like my, when it first came out, a couple of my friends did uh, a podcast on it. Um, for a website that I used to do a bit of work for and they took like three and a half hours debating oh, it and talking about everything and it was all negative. I don't think there was any good points that they brought up in it whatsoever. So they bitched for longer than the film. <laughs> I, I, the thing is, I don't think I've got enough time in the world to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, exactly. And, and you'd just be so depressed by the time you'd finished that for three and a half hours. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> Watch Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say watch it again just to make sure you were right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, no, I quite like it the second time. (laughs) (laughs) You may know anybody watching the video might notice I'm not at home or in the garage where I normally do the shows from. I'm in a hotel at the minute. Um, and it's like it's it's really mad. It's a pain in the ass because I was like, right, I'll put I'll put in a nice t-shirt because I'll probably do a show while we're away. Find out that I packed three vests instead of another T-shirt. So all I've got is this ratty, shitty thing that I've had for about five years. <laughs> I sat on a chair. It's one of those ergonomically designed desk chairs. But like when you lean back, it just goes that little bit too far to make you think you're about to die. <laughs> points throughout the filming where you're probably going to go, because I forget. And then, like I said before we started, everything's just precariously balanced on the table. So there's a very real possibility that it'll all slide off onto my knee halfway through. So <laughs> a bit of a roller coaster today. <laughs> so uh, yeah, how's your week been? Anyway, I've been stuck down here. Uh, yeah, no, I've had a really good week. Um, I didn't bank college, so just had some nice family time to do. It's uh, kind of um, just got real sticking to some some family time. It's um, Lisa's birthday tomorrow, so we're just kind of just enjoying our time at the, the free of us, really. So it's been really good, to be fair. Nice. She's done well there, getting a birthday to land on a Friday. Got a weekend as well, full forward to on a short week. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. It's landed perfectly. I right, got stuff. Maybe 2020 is looking up now for the last, what, <laughs> three months, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we'll see. That's doubtful. Uh, anyway, so we just dive into some news. There's uh, a few little bits to talk about this uh, week. Nothing to get into massively, I don't think, but we shall see, <laughs> as per usual. Um, yeah, so uh, more remake news, which is always good fun. Um, we've, uh, we can seem to be constantly bitching about remakes and reboots, don't we, on this every single week? But it just goes to show how many of them they're actually fucking doing. <laughs> Well, I think it's just going to be a common theme now. I think it's easy, yeah, easy work, really, isn't it? You know, I did. It's it's half the workload already done, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I, think I fully expect this to keep 
this theme's going to keep continuing for a long time now because there's a lot of classics from the 80s and 90s that are prime for fucking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these two of them that I'm going to mention tonight are classics from the 80s that are going to be fucked up. So <laughs> we're on a good First thing <laughs> is they've announced that uh, they're making the X Files into a cartoon series. Did you see this? No. Oh, Why are you doing that? Did you ever used to watch the show at all? Yeah. Yeah. I used to love the X-Files. Wasn't it incredible? Wasn't it absolutely incredible? So now they're making yeah. it like a fun for all ages cartoon. <laughs> it's That's like, I think I put a post on the Facebook page saying, you know everything you loved about the X-Files? Now we're going to do the opposite and make you sit through yeah. that instead. <laughs> Why did they do that? Like, I, don't know. I really don't That's know. not... That's not what the X-Files is about. No, is, uh, you know, when you were kind of growing up, that was the thing that if you were to be a little bit spooked out, you watched the X-Files, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you could have watched a cartoon version. It, it's not going to have the same impact, but I, I, whatever. No, I don't think so. I don't even know what they're going to do with it. There's very little information knocking about at the moment because it's literally only just been announced that it's in development, but... Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, and from there, it just gets worse because they're remaking Highlander. <laughs> right, don't take the make out of Highlander, dude. <laughs> Highlander is amazing. The right. Highlander movie is incredible, right? Um, and it's being remade. Again, there's not that much information about it, um, but it looks like they are remaking it like from scratch, the original kind of storyline and going from there. One bit of good news is that it's from the same guys that are doing John Wick, so you can guarantee it's going to be pretty action-packed. But why, why do it? <laughs> um, let me see. It, it's, it's, it's basically probably because what they can do um, visually for it. You know what they, what what they couldn't do in the eighties, they can do now. It's, it, it's like I say, half the half the job's already done. The story's pretty much there. Mm. It's interesting actually because I was reading an interview with the guy who's who's going to be making it. Like I say, he's the same guy who directed John Wick, and he was saying like, so the, the theme of Highlander, if you haven't seen it, is spoilers. They're a bunch of immortals, and they've been around for thousands of years, but they get called to like a gathering, which is called the Quakening, and then they have to fight to the death. And then the last one who survives gets like all the knowledge and power in the universe. That's the yeah. kind of story. The only way you can kill them is by chopping their heads off. So it's just like sword fighting all the way through. He was saying that um, the theme of the original movie doesn't really lend itself to sequels. He said because like the first narrative is there can be only one. So obviously he fights all the way through until there is only one. And if you've killed off all your supporting cast and what you're supposed to do for a sequel, it's like, well, just make one film then. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a greedy yeah. little prick. Just make and there's, there's no pro, there's no problem with that. There's no problem with one classic. It again, it, yeah, it's clear money grabbing kind of stuff, isn't it? Then exactly. they, 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 they've took stuff that's quite coke like following, yeah, and gone right. We can use this and get two, maybe three films out of it. That's what it looks like, mate, yeah. It looks like they're going for like a trilogy or something. He's even said it might be a TV show, which is quite interesting because there's already done a TV show which ran for like eight or nine years. 
and it was about. I think I remember watching some of the TV show. It's actually really good. It really stands up for the time. But yeah. So the original Highlander, the one from the actual movies, is Connor McLeod, isn't he? Yeah. And this is about his cousin, who also turns out to be a mortal. So like in the first series, Connor pops up uh, in a couple of the episodes and stuff. And he's like guiding him through what's going to happen and all this kind of thing. And then I think it ran for like seven or eight seasons. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, especially now you've just put that name there, I definitely remember the. I think it's Duncan. I think it's Duncan McLeod that the TV show's about. I might not be, might not be 100%. Oh, I can't, I can't exactly remember. But. Um, so again, what else is there to explore? All they can do with it is just to make another one just to make money, which kind of disgusts me and makes me want to vomit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it is definitely the big cult following from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, and they, they know what they're doing. They know where the market is. Is, is you know, once you mention these kind of things and names and stuff like that, that you know, you're gonna you're gonna get people's instant reactions and suck people right into it straight away. So you're gonna get a certain following straight off the bat. Mm. So you know, it's just it, it's a smart move business wise. Um, <laughs> But for those fans who enjoy these films and stuff like that, again, like you said, why you know why touch something that's uh, that people just love and, it, and it's just that one film that you can go back to and, and enjoy. And you don't have to think about oh, what's going to happen in the second or third, and you know, exactly. are they going to mess the storyline up? And yeah, it, 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 we've debated about this for quite some time now, and. <laughs> they keep, keep spoiling stuff. Yeah. Again, another one uh, that was announced, I think it was like the day after we filmed the last show. <sighs> Will Smith, right? He's one of my, he's probably my favourite actor in the entire world. Him and Kevin Hart have got together and they're doing a remake of Planes, Trains and Automobiles. They're like, again, the classic cult comedy from the 80s, which, in my opinion, shouldn't really be touched. But, It'll give it a really different perspective, I think, with those two. As opposed to two like elderly white gentlemen trying to get across country by whatever means necessary. I can't remember the first one. Yeah. I can't remember it. I, I've heard the film title, hmm. but I can't remember the actual first film of that. But I actually didn't when you posted it, I didn't know it was Will Smith and Kevin Hart that came up with the idea of doing it though. Uh, yeah, so apparently they've been looking for a project to work on for a long ass time. Um, yeah, and they've decided to do this. So the original was John Candy and Steve Martin and it's basically a buddy comedy where they kind of find themselves stranded together and you've got to get across the country and it's by basically any means necessary. Um, and it's a freaking hilarious film. One funny thing that did happen this week was somebody posted an article that it was going to get remade and put, oh God, I bet Steve Martin's going to be spinning in his grave. But he's not dead. So he just tweeted back, not yet, I'm not. Which <laughs> 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 I just thought was absolutely. <laughs> I love that response. Yeah, isn't it? That was absolutely great. What else can you say to that if someone thinks you're dead? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> But like I say, so this like is a, it's a beloved film from the 80s. Um, but at least 
with two younger black dudes, it's going to give a very different perspective. It'll be a very different movie from a very different angle, I think, and that's the only way they can get away with doing something like this. That's not a bad way of looking at it. Um, I feel that there's probably going to be a lot of films that's going to be looking at a different background. Um, yeah, certainly the way that things are going, I definitely think you're going to, like, it's, it's weird, it's hard to touch on the, the race thing, but there's probably a lot of really good black actors out there that didn't get these kind of roles. Yeah. And we are probably going to um, get a few of them where is we see a slight twist on it. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that, it, it, that, it, that don't bother me whatsoever, actually, because there probably wasn't enough of that back in the 80s and 90s or even longer. Mm. I think I'd be really interested in seeing like quite a few things like that. Like this is what the white guy would have experienced, and then this is what the black guy would have experienced. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, especially if he set it like at the same time. So if you have Will Smith and Kevin Harper, then like set it in the eighties when this movie was set as well, <laughs> just to show like the difference. Have them doing the same journey in the same manner, <laughs> just to show the fact that they could. There's no chance that they'd have made it, <laughs> even. <harder. laughs> yeah. I think doing something like that would be good if it had like a, a different message towards it, but. You know, time will tell. (laughs) (laughs) Right, some uh, stuff to cheer us up now. Uh, Resident Evil's getting a TV series at um, Netflix, which is great news. I think they're just starting again from scratch, so it's nothing to do with the films or anything along those lines. Obviously, it's going to be based along the same story as the games and the movies followed, uh, but it looks like it's going to be very different and it's going to be a live-action TV series. Is that uh, good news for you, bad news? Right, so uh, um, one of my close friends has been desperate for me to watch the whole Resident Evil series. I did play it as a game. Yeah. And he borrowed me the box set of it, and I watched the first one. Yeah. It's not that I didn't enjoy it or anything like that. I just I literally just watched the first one. So, um, the the premise of of it, it does resonate. Do you think it touches a little bit of what Walking Dead are doing, or do you think it's completely different? Well, I mean, it's quite difficult, that isn't it? Because obviously, Resident Evil was first by quite a long time. Um, yeah. So, if anything, it's like Resident Evil are touching on that, but. It's definitely the fact that they're doing a TV series is definitely playing off the back of the success of Walking Dead, especially now Walking Dead's dropped off so much and you've got rid of like the main character, one of the main characters. So, so um, was the books of Walking Dead not quite some time ago though? Um, well, yeah, the comics have been going for ages, but I mean, it's, it's nowhere near as long as Resident Evil games were going. I think even yeah. like the first movie or something like that probably came out before the actual Walking Dead books started, um, which is quite interesting. And obviously, like, you want to gain notoriety for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, it's, do you know, it's still one of the biggest selling comic books on the planet. It still does something like 30,000 copies every single issue it brings out. That's just it, it, insane numbers for a It doesn't surprise me. It, it actually doesn't. It, it's such. It's got such a following. It's, it's, yeah, well, it's have absolutely. Seen, you ever seen one of the books? It's just in black and white, really simple. Oh, um, really? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you'd be quite surprised at the difference if you saw like the comic. <laughs> I see. I just kind of remember playing parts of the um, of the game. Yeah. And that's kind of where I get most of my Resident Evil stuff. Is just mm. I'm not. I didn't follow the storylines or anything in the game. I just played little parts because it wasn't really my kind of game when I was getting into it. But I, I kind of get why. Mm. Kind of get why they go, go down a TV series of this. Yeah, I think it's I think it's different enough from things like Walking Dead and other things like that mm. um, to be able to survive. Because like zombies is only the start of what happens. And then there's like these big mutants that come out and there's like different right. forms of the infection that infect people and things like that. So I think there's definitely ways that they can keep it far enough apart from just the standard zombie apocalypse to keep it really interesting. Um, I think as long as they get the cast right and they go like no holes bad, which if it's a Netflix series, they're going to, aren't they? Um, I, think yeah. they'll, I think they'll smash it with this. This is definitely something that's right down your street, though, isn't it? Oh, 100%, mate, yeah. It's like I keep reading bits about the Mortal Kombat remake that they're doing at the minute. Um, the company that's got hold of the Mortal Kombat rights now, they just, they just don't give a shit. This next film is going to have proper full-on fatalities in. <laughs> Which is like, it's something that we've never seen before. We've seen, like, bits no, of people getting killed, but this is, like, apparently it's got, like, the full gory, full-on blood everywhere yeah because the original films were soft yeah quite quite soft compared yeah. to what the actual game is and that so yeah it's quite interesting actually yeah yeah but that kind of thing like you say as well as this resident evil remake is going to be right my street when that gets going quite looking forward to it to be honest uh, do you know what i, I it's definitely I, I actually i i reckon i'll watch that yeah I, I reckon you'd be really into it so like you say you've watched the first movie i mean after that, they kind of simplify it a little bit and it gets, they, they do get a lot better as they go on. I mean, I think they ended up with something like eight of them, something along those lines. Yeah. And they're actually they're really good, they're brilliant, they're really good to watch. Um, but yeah, be interested to see what they do with this new TV show. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, so James Bond, is that a movie franchise that you follow at all? <laughs> In and out of James Bond. Yeah. Not literally. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it too much, but yeah. <laughs> I've not watched uh, the recent ones, mm -hmm. like the last two or three. Yeah, yeah, the Daniel Craig stuff. I, I, yeah, it, it, I think it got to the point of um, maybe his first film, and after then I've, I'm not really bothered and, and stuff. But I do like uh, James Bond. I like, I like the films. Yeah. Again, you know, all these kind of great classic um, films have got a, a really good game to them. <laughs> and, uh, oh. you know, it's one of the greatest games of all time, Jay. I think, I think uh, everybody who's ever played a computer game knows that GoldenEye is one of the greatest games ever. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I wonder how many real fights it spawned. <laughs> 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 Just off that point there, that's split screen. Oh, amazing. Yes, yeah, so the uh, latest one dropped the second trailer. I think it was today, actually, um, for No Time to Die, which is the latest uh, Daniel Craig one, which again looks like... So his movies have kind of explored the whole um, James Bond universe. 
like bringing back classic bad guys it went back to where he was born and loads of different things and this looks like it's carrying on the same theme and um, the saying again is going to be daniel craig's last one but they say that after every single one he does <laughs> so, yeah. so no one really knows what's going on there but um the trailer looks pretty epic so it's really good it's really really well done and um, Plenty of classic Bond stuff in there. Quite a lot of scantily dressed women, as you'd expect from the James Bond movie. Do you know what? I've always, I've always found the trail is incredible. Yeah, yeah. The, it's the something that I've always done. Like, <laughs> sorry. And that's why I'm kind of surprised that I've not watched more. Of it. It's it, more. Of it actually could be a good one to go down the review um, line, really. Um, because hmm. the trailers are incredible. And in a weird way, they show a lot, but don't really give much away. Oh, no, yeah, this is exactly the same. Yeah, absolutely hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what this is like. You get little snippets of bits where you go, oh, my God, that's that guy. Oh, my God, that's that guy. But it doesn't tell you anything, <laughs> basically. It's really, yeah. really shows some amazing stunt work, and it shows that he's got his uh, Aston Martin as per usual, which is kind yeah. of like Day, but besides that, it doesn't really give a lot away. Um, I'll share the link to it underneath this in, on Facebook when we can because it's uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. I, I I've got to, I, I really have got to watch it because I do enjoy the trailers and I, it it don't I don't understand why I've not done that con and gone. Oh, that's really good. I watched that <laughs> and then I kind of go eh, can't be bothered. Something like that, and it's always something. Definitely, the Daniel Craig ones are definitely worth watching. I mean, like, I've got friends that are, are mega, mega into James Bond. My brother's like really, really into James Bond. I think he's watched every single one of them in order. Um, but yeah, this one is going to be quite epic. It'd be interesting to see what at the end, especially if it's going to be his last one, if he's going to be leaning on from somewhere. I can't get used to this chair still. <laughs> it feels really weird. Oh. Again, though, if, if he moves on, mm-hmm. Do you think they'll go? Let's change. Let's change James Bond up. Um, Will they go? You know, let's have a a black man playing James Bond. Uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think they easily could. So the rumors. Well, the big rumor about this movie has been that um, it, it, James Bond isn't 007. So that's been the big like uproar. Now, like. Oh, okay. 007 is just like his spy number. So anybody yeah. can be 007. And at the end of the last movie, spoilers, it does look like he walks away. So he does, it doesn't look like he's a spy anymore at the start of this film. So obviously they're going to replace him. Now people heard this and went fucking shit crazy on the internet. Like you wouldn't believe Yeah, they did. Uh, and it went insane. Uh, hopefully this advert will have shut the fuck up because this advert is great. Like <laughs> um, I, th- I think it shows who the new 007 is as well at the moment, uh, right. which is quite interesting. Uh, but yeah, we should see. Again, looking forward to this one. This is going to be good. Um, now, next up, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Are you a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine at all? I, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jay. I absolutely love it. It's Not just... Um, again, it's just one of them things where I watched the first season of it. And it's it's not that I fell out with it or anything like that. It's just that I've not got back round to it because there was a um, 
I've seen them like an article and it was saying, are these kind of shows, are they dying a little bit? Mm. And it kind of, kind of feels like, I know it's a brilliant show, it kind of feels um, TV series from Netflix or Amazon Prime and stuff like that are pushing them to one side a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you get so, so stuck into these that I forget that these great shows still exist. Yeah, that's no, um, I mean, like, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think most of the series now are on Netflix at the minute. But I told totally yeah. you, um, with this, I mean, we get it on E4, and I think we get it, like, it's normally about six months after it's been on the States or something along those lines, and then we get it on Netflix probably about a year after that. Um, so it is kind of all over the place, like you say, which is, like, kind of hard to keep track of now. Now that you get Netflix and Netflix goes, we've got this show. Here's all 13 episodes. Go and fucking watch this. So I would rather just sit there and just have it on autoplay going bang, bang, bang while I'm doing something else or while I'm actually sat there watching than I would yeah. wait week on week on week for a, a show, like I said. But um, it's just been announced that uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is returning for season eight at the start of next year. Um, now... Uh, for those of you who haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's a comedy that is based in a cop precinct, 99th precinct in Brooklyn, which is where it gets its name from, obviously. It's hilarious. The entire cast is incredible. It's absolutely amazing. For, somehow, they managed to keep it fresh every single season. Um, it got dropped by one network um, a couple, uh, about three seasons ago now, and it's that popular that another network picked it up within about a month. Of, uh, of it being dropped. So it looks like it's going to go on and on for a while. This year, though, with all the stuff that's happened, all the stuff that's triggered the Black Lives Matter protests and all that kind of thing, and all the police brutality protests, they had the first half of a series written, and then they scrapped it all because they felt that, um, as portraying police officers, they needed to come at it from a completely different angle now to like, respect everything that's going on. So the fact that it's coming back this time next year, it's really interesting. He said they literally just tore up all the scripts that we had. They were about to go into table reads and production and all that kind of thing. They just tore it all up and they just started again. So the fact that they've now announced it's going to be out next year suggests that they've gone back to the drawing board, they've re-looked at everything, re-evaluated what they're going to do in the characters. Um, and they're going to go from there, which is like, really interesting because it's not really shied away from those themes before there's been episodes about racism because obviously like the cast is like um they're from everywhere they're latinos in it they're they're, like pretty much equally split split men and women and white guys black guys there's people from all over the place so they don't shy away from that racist or sexist or um or like any sexuality issues or anything like that all of it is in there and it's all right out on front street and it's all they deal with bad cops they deal with good cops they deal with like everything that you can imagine could come into it they don't shy away from it so i'm going to be really interested to see what they do and how they handle it yeah that, that, do you know what it's really interesting that actually because i see how that and mm. i wonder well, why, why what's the point of doing all that and you for, kind of forget for a second that it is a cop show yeah yeah you do you really do it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible because it is that funny and you get so invested in the characters with it. You do forget that they're police 
and they're, 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 they're actually being policed, it's spent in a precinct like most of the time. And obviously with what's been going on, it's like, I saw a funny meme the other day that was like, at any point in America, the police could have just gone, look, we've done stuff wrong. We'll hold our hands up. We're, we're sorry. We'll try and do better. This is how we're going to do better. But they haven't done that. They've just carried on being brutal. <laughs> it's like, you're going to slag us off the police brutality. We'll fucking show you police brutality. And that seems like how we've handled it. So if they're going to be doing a comedy cop show while all that's going on, and while public tensions and public feelings yeah. around the police is that bad, it's just... How do you get your head around it? I've got no idea. <laughs> it's it's balls, yeah. Mm, yeah, big time. So oh. where are we up to now? Are we on like season six, seven? Seven's just finished, so this next one that comes out twenty twenty one will be season eight. Right. Throwing this at you now, now that we're on season seven and we're really well into it. If you take probably the two most popular comedy TV shows in America history. Mm. Friends and Big Bang Theory, where does it stand up against, in your eyes, where does it stand up against them? That's interesting. I'd say it was number two after Friends before Big Bang. Right. (laughs) I think the trouble for me with Big Bang is it just, it was just the same joke every week. Oh, Sheldon's weird, let's take the piss out of him for that. And that's how it kind of, oh, Penny's hot hot and thick, let's take the piss out of her for that. And that's what, it kind of like got into it but like friends is always going to be a massive one for me because that was when we were like growing up and started watching like proper tv and binging on it and things like that and it's always going to have like a big uh it's very much of its time like i think these episodes in it that you definitely couldn't do nowadays if you look back and watch some of them especially yeah. like traveler's dad and stuff but you know <laughs> trent's <laughs> best time gay uh drag <laughs> isn't it in vegas some of it gets a little bit Oh, it's 2020 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just quite interesting because it's it, it's starting to get that kind of recognition, isn't it? So yeah, no, yeah, I definitely think so. It's definitely worthy of it as well. It's it's genius. I think Andy Sandsberg is one of like the main um, producers on it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll do some writing on it as well. But his entire character and everything along those lines and the way that we all relate to each other and the development over the seasons, how it's changed, has been absolutely brilliant. It's a, it's a genuinely genius show. But uh, yeah, so how are they going to handle this next bit? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> drink a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's how I fucking plan that does. Um, yeah, so speaking of drinking a lot due to a depression, um, just to put us on another downer, is the news that came out this week about uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, unfortunately, at the age of 43, he passed away after a four-year battle with bowel cancer. And evidently no one knew, not even like Marvel and Disney and stuff like that. He just carried on making badass films, uh, being an incredible actor, supporting like God knows how many charities, and by all accounts being one of the nicest guys <laughs> ever. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away this week. It hit me pretty hard, this dude. How about you? Yeah, me the same. Because it was, like you said, no one knew. It's such a surprise. Um, I was quite surprised that Marvel actually didn't know themselves. Yeah, I was quite shocked at that as well. Because I think it was, um, I think it was, they obviously, he signed people up for quite long deals. 
like I um, I shared a video to our Facebook group the other day of Don Cheel, who's the guy who plays uh, War Machine, and he was saying yeah. that they phoned him about his contract when he was at one of his kids' parties, and were like, right, we've got this contract, we want you to play War Machine for the next 12 years. Uh, and it, it was just a massive commitment, and he was saying about the difficulties, like thinking about what am I, I don't know what I'm going to do this time next year, let alone for the next 12 years. So that's the kind of contracts that were thrown out of Marvel yeah. and Disney and stuff. So obviously he would have been on one of those. I think his contract would have finished with Black Panther 2, which is obviously still to go in production, and which is just so depressing that we're not going to see him in a second Black Panther movie because that first one was just insanely good. <laughs> yeah, it, it is because, um, like you said, that like I kind of thought for a second that Marvel might have known um, because you didn't see like an awful lot of him in uh, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Any of the Avengers, uh, Infinity War, our Endgame. And there's very little um, anything coming out with Black Panther 2. And I was kind of, when the news kind of broke, it kind of went, well, maybe, you know, maybe they did know. And it's, it's ridiculous to say because sometimes, um, some people are born to play a, a part. Yeah. Like, uh, say, like, uh, Heath Fletcher is Joker. Definitely. And it's the exact same thing, because they've played this part perfectly, and unfortunately, in both situations, that we don't get to see them play any more of it. And it is, it, it, it's, it's took, it's really punched people right in the stomach, this, isn't it? So... Yeah, yeah. Seeing all the tributes and stuff like that and seeing people talking mm. about like obviously like mainly the black community about what that movie did for them and the way that they, they felt about it and they felt about him for portraying that character so well is just like it makes it twice as heartbreaking because yeah it, it really did change the game. I remember we went to see um oh god, what was it? I think it was Infinity War when we were in New York, me and Fran, um, and we were sat in like a massive cinema. And when you're watching, when you're in the cinema in America, they get involved, dude. It's like a completely different experience. They're cheering and shouting at the screen and everything like that. It's utterly fucking brilliant. If you ever get the chance to go to America, definitely go to the fucking pictures like there because it is so <laughs> worth it. The biggest cheer in all of Infinity War was without a doubt when Black Panther showed up on the screen. Everybody oh, wow. was looking. It was like a 50-50 split audience as well in the center of New York. Um, and everybody just loved him. It, it, was, it was just, that's the one thing I remember from the whole movie. That and everybody at the end going, oh my God, you know, and the snap happens and it just goes off. But yeah, those are the two things that really stick in my mind. <laughs> I think it just came across as such a powerful, like, the, the way they did it was so powerful, wasn't it, really? And, and his storyline, and and it, like you said, it's really captured everyone's kind of uh, imagination to how uh, a black superhero's kind of done, if you yeah. get what I mean. Like, it, it, it's the first time we kind of, it, we kind of really seen it in such a scale. Yeah, he wasn't a sidekick, he wasn't a second, he wasn't anything yeah. along the he was proper front and centre 
and he was a king as well. So that's like, <laughs> and he was probably like, he was probably the richest guy in the Marvel universe and all. So like everything, all the accolades, he got them all and he, he smashed it. He just carried it so well. And it is such a beautiful film as well. I mean, we've been talking about giving it another watch and reviewing it. So hopefully we'll get to do that within the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, no, definitely because, like I was saying, to you, I've I've, I've only uh, got around to watching it once, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. think to give it its own time mm. to do it right would would be really nice, and it'd be uh, yeah, I can imagine that being a really good review to do that one. Yeah, any excuse to stick that movie on for me, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> like I say, so thoughts go out to his family and friends and everybody and stuff like that. I must suck. I mean, it's hit me quite hard. Um, I can't imagine what it's doing to the rest of the world, especially like the black community in America who he meant so much to. And then on top of that, I can't imagine what it's doing to his family and friends and everything. So, yeah, hopefully everything, everybody will get through it all right. And we can, uh, God knows what will happen. <sighs> Just leave them to it. <laughs> so we have started to, well, end on, try and end on a little bit of a high after that depression. <laughs> we decided to do a bit of a new segment on the show, which is, going to be a recommendation of the week which is where me and Gary are both going to suggest something that we've watched that we're not going to do a review of or anything like that it can be a tv show a movie anything that we've we've seen that we just want to give a quick mention to and we want to give a shout out to and tell you to give it a look because we enjoyed it and um, so yeah do you want to kick us off Gaza, with what you've got yeah mine mine's a, a, a short tv series it's an australian tv series called glitch Glitch. Yeah, right. um, it's only got two seasons to it, um, quite short, quite simple, but the idea of it was brilliant. And, and basically, I'm not going to give too much away of it, it's just that uh, people come alive, there's a glitch, glitch. Um, <laughs> people come alive and um, from uh, different times like the different eras so one's from 1800s one was one only died a couple of years ago like this is from 19 uh no 2019 when it finished right yeah. so um so one of the characters only died there's six of them all together and one only died a few years ago like say one from 1800s one from like early 1900s and that kind of thing different backgrounds and they all come alive and come together and basically the show is them trying to work out why why they're alive they don't they don't remember themselves or who they are or anything like that and they have to try and work it out and some of the way that they can kind of work it out is if they've touched they're all from the same area and if they've touched something that they've previously been to, it gives them a flashback of a little bit of something. Yeah. And they just try to, they, they just go through it and try and work out what the hell's going on, basically. And it's the stories of some of the characters are absolutely brilliant. Okay. It's so cleverly done. It's so good. Um, it's something I've never seen before done. I believe there is another TV show in America. They've done something similar. But again, like I said, go and give it a watch because it's literally just two seasons. What did you watch that on? Short. 
start, there's a start and a finish. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and, and it generally does just, it just finishes. Oh, so, it, it, go and give it a watch. It, 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 honestly, I, I don't know where to find it. Right, cool. So it's American art to have a lot for. Probably on Amazon. But we'll post where to find it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely go and give it a watch. It's, it's, it, honestly, it will suck you right in. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, so uh, my recommendation of the week is quite ironically something that's kind of similar. So like anybody who's watched or listened to the show before will know that I spent a lot of time away. I've been away all week this week. So I always have to have two series on the go. One that I can watch at home with the missus, um, which obviously I'm not allowed to watch when she's not there, and the other one that I watch out on the road. So I've actually got two, but I'm going to save one till next week. <laughs> um, so this one is the one I'm watching with Fran at the minute. I started it the other night, and it's called Once Upon a Time. Uh, it's on Netflix at the minute. Um, it's about fairy tale characters that have had, like, so it's like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Cinderella, um, and Rumpelstiltskin and all of those like classic Disney fairy tale characters, they've had a curse put on them that has sent them to our world and they've all lost their memories and they can't remember like who they are or where they're from originally. But, oh, so both chose yeah. something where they've lost their memories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, so this one kid can and he, he's trying to jog everybody's memory and trying to get them to remember who they are and where they're from in order to break this curse and get them back to like this fairy tale land wherever they were from. It's absolutely brilliant. It keeps cutting between them, like all just working in their everyday lives and then cutting back to their stories. There's like Snow White and the Huntsman and everybody like that and how they all relate to each other. From and it's like, uh, I know it's the comic book world then, but it's not it's in like this fairy tale world, kind of like where Shrek lives in a cartoon. Right. And it's genius. But I think there's about seven seasons of it. Like I said, we've just started on the first one now. So it's, it's amazing. Really enjoying it. That's definitely worth a watch. It's all on Netflix at the minute as well. So if you're looking for something to watch with the mysteries, have a look at that. It's great. <laughs> I'll definitely give that a watch, actually. Yeah, cool. Excellent stuff. I think that about wraps us up then for uh, this week. So yeah, the two recommendations have been Klitsch and what was mine called? Uh, Once Upon a Time. Um, go and check those out. Uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Subscribe to us on all the uh, normal ways on the YouTubes and all the other social medias. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> I always forget one or two, so it's easy just to say that rather than try and list them all off. But yeah, if you just search for the movie garage anywhere, you'll find us. Um, yeah, and that's it. So yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks a lot, Gaza. Cheers, Jay. Thank you.